Section 15 of Christian Science by Mark Twain, read by John Greenman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Two, Chapter Six. Thus far we have a part of Mrs. Eddy's portrait, not made of fictions, surmises, reports, rumors, innuendos, dropped by her enemies. No, she has furnished all of the materials herself, and laid them on the canvas, under my general superintendence and direction. As far as she has gone with it, it is the presentation of a complacent, commonplace, illiterate New England woman who forgot everything she knew when she discovered her discovery, then wrote a Bible in good English under the inspiration of God, and climbed up it to the supremest summit of earthly grandeur attainable by man, where she sits serene to-day, beloved and worshipped by a multitude of human beings of as good average intelligence as is possessed by those that march under the banner of any competing cult. This is not intended to flatter the competing cults, it is merely a statement of cold fact that a commonplace person should go climbing aloft and become a god or a half-god or a quarter-god and be worshipped by men and women of average intelligence is nothing it has happened a million times it will happen a hundred million more it has been millions of years since the first of these supernaturals appeared and by the time the last one in that inconceivably remote future shall have performed his solemn little hijinks on the stage and closed the business there will be enough of them accumulated in the museum on the other side to start a heaven of their own and jam it each in his turn those little supernaturals of our bygone ages and eons joined the monster procession of his predecessors and marched horizonward disappeared and was forgotten they changed nothing they built nothing they left nothing behind them to remember them by nothing to hold their disciples together nothing to solidify their work and enable it to defy the assaults of time and the weather they passed and left a vacancy they made one fatal mistake they all made it each in his turn they failed to organize their forces they failed to centralize their strength they failed to provide a fresh bible and a sure and perpetual cash income for business and often they failed to provide a new and accepted divine personage to worship mrs eddy is not of that small fry the materials that go to the making of the rest of her portrait will prove it she will furnish them herself she published her book she copyrighted it she copyrights everything if she should say good morning how do you do she would copyright it for she is a careful person and knows the value of small things she began to teach her science she began to heal she began to gather converts to her new religion fervent sincere devoted grateful people a year or two later she organized her first christian science association with six of her disciples on the roster she continued to teach and heal she was charging nothing she says although she was very poor 
She taught and healed gratis, four years altogether, she says. Then, in 1879-81, she was become strong enough and well enough established to venture a couple of impressively important moves. The first of these moves was to aggrandize the association to a church. Brave? It is the right name for it, I think. The former name suggests nothing, invited no remark, no criticism, no inquiry, no hostility. The new name invited them all. She must have made this intrepid venture on her own motion. She could have had no important advisers at that early day. If we accept it as her own idea and her own act, and I think we must, we have one key to her character, and it will explain subsequent acts of hers that would merely stun us and stupefy us without it. Shall we call it courage? or shall we call it recklessness? Courage observes, reflects, calculates, surveys the whole situation, counts the cost, estimates the odds, makes up its mind, then goes at the enterprise resolute to win or perish. Recklessness does not reflect. It plunges fearlessly in with a hurrah, and takes the risks, whatever they may be, regardless of expense recklessness often fails mrs eddy has never failed from the point of view of her followers the point of view of other people is naturally not a matter of weighty importance to her the new church was not born loose-jointed and featureless but had a defined plan a definite character definite aims and a name which was a challenge and defied all comers it was a mind-healing church. It was without a creed. Its name, the Church of Christ Scientist. Mrs. Eddy could not copyright her church, but she chartered it, which was the same thing, and relieved the pain. It had twenty-six charter members. Mrs. Eddy was at once installed as its pastor. The other venture above referred to was Mrs. Eddy's Massachusetts Metaphysical College, in which was taught the pathology of spiritual power. She could not copyright it, but she got it chartered. For faculty it had herself, her husband of the period, Dr. Eddy, and her adopted son, Dr. Foster Eddy. The college term was barely three weeks, she says. Again she was bold, brave, rash, reckless choose for yourself, for she not only began to charge the student, but charged him a hundred dollars a week for the enlightenments. And got it, some may ask? Easily. Pupils flocked from far and near. They came by the hundred. Presently the term was cut down nearly half, but the price remained as before. To be exact, the term cut was to seven lessons, price three hundred dollars. The college yielded a large income. This is believable. In seven years Mrs. Eddy taught, as she avers, over four thousand students in it. Preface to 1902 edition of Science and Health. Three hundred times four thousand is, uh, but perhaps you can cipher it yourself. I could do it ordinarily, but I fell down yesterday and hurt my leg cipher it 
you will see that it is a grand sum for a woman to earn in seven years yet that was not all she got out of her college in the seven at the time that she was charging the primary student three hundred dollars for twelve lessons she was not content with this tidy assessment but had other ways of plundering him by advertisement she offered him privileges whereby he could add eighteen lessons to his store for five hundred dollars more that is to say he could get a total of thirty lessons in her college for eight hundred dollars four thousand times eight hundred is but it is a difficult sum for a cripple who has not been demonstrated over to cipher let it go she taught over four thousand students in seven years over is not definite but it probably represents a non-paying surplus of learners over and above the paying four thousand charity students doubtless i think that as interesting an advertisement as has been printed since the romantic old days of the other buccaneers is this one from the christian science journal for september eighteen eighty six massachusetts metaphysical college rev mary baker g eddy president five seventy one columbus avenue boston the collegiate course in christian science metaphysical healing includes twelve lessons tuition three hundred dollars course in metaphysical obstetrics includes six daily lectures and is open only to students from this college tuition one hundred dollars class in theology open like the above to graduates receives six additional lectures on the scriptures and summary of the principle and practice of christian science two hundred dollars normal class is open to those who have taken the first course at this college six daily lectures complete the normal course tuition two hundred dollars no invalids and only persons of good moral character are accepted as students all students are subject to examination and rejection and they are liable to leave the class if found unfit to remain in it a limited number of clergymen received free of charge largest discount to indigent students one hundred dollars on the first course no deduction on the others husband and wife entered together three hundred dollars tuition for all strictly in advance there it is the horse leech's daughter alive again after a three-century vacation fifty or sixty hours lecturing for eight hundred dollars i was in error as to one matter there are no charity students gratis taught clergymen must not be placed under that head they are merely an advertisement pauper students can get into the infant class on a two-third rate cash in advance but not even an archangel can get into the rest of the game at anything short of par cash down for it is in the spirit of christ's charity as one who is joyful to bear healing to the sick mrs eddy's introduction to science and health that mrs eddy is working the game she sends the healing to them outside she cannot bear it to them inside the college for the reason that she does not allow a sick candidate to get in it is true that this smells of inconsistency note 
there is no disease sickness is a belief only science and health volume two page one hundred and seventy three edition eighteen eighty four m t but that is nothing mrs eddy would not be mrs eddy if she should ever chance to be consistent about anything two days running except in the matter of the dollar the dollar and appetite for power and notoriety english must also be added she is always consistent she is always mrs eddy in her english it is always and consistently confused and crippled and poor she wrote the advertisement her literary trademarks are there when she says all students are subject to examination she does not mean students she means candidates for that lofty place when she says students are liable to leave the class if found unfit to remain in it she does not mean that if they find themselves unfit or be found unfit by others they will be likely to ask permission to leave the class she means that if she finds them unfit she will be liable to fire them out when she nobly offers tuition for all strictly in advance she does not mean instruction for all in advance payment for it later no that is only what she says it is not what she means if she had written science and health the oldest man in the world would not be able to tell with certainty what any passage in it was intended to mean end of book two chapter six